Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love a stop. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. The TC Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Ace's got numbers three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. TC Martin. To Bay. She's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. TC Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana. Bay Bay Williams. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now here. Tuesday afternoon, Taco Tuesday as I like to call it. I know the voice that you're hearing is probably not a voice that you're used to. I am Jose Volonte. You are tuning into the T.C. Martin Show today here on KSHD Radio, 1400 AM, and streaming live on tcmartinshow.com. The week that I'm referring to today with my co-host for this afternoon, lovely afternoon here in Las Vegas, my guy, C. Wynn. Taco Tuesday. That's my LeBron James invitation, Jose Volonte. Yes. What do you think? Hey, top notch. Not top notch. You missed out on the tacos, though, but... Our guy Nunchuck running the board. He got his tacos today. You're damn right. <laughs> you, you, you knew exactly when you said, do you like tacos? I'm like, yeah. Is there anybody that doesn't? Probably the dumbest question that I've ever asked him since I've known him today was, hey, do you like tacos? And his quick, swift response. Hell yeah. Why, I mean, why? It's Taco Tuesday. Who doesn't, and like, you ask tacos, who doesn't like tacos, Jose? Who doesn't like them? So I made, I made sure to went to If you my don't, you have spot. a problem. Of course, especially on yeah. Tuesday. I, I made sure to went to my local spot, got some tacos, picked up some for me and Nunchuck. You, unfortunately, did not get to your phone in time. So you had me a little worried there, but you're here in studio. So that's good. We're going to get things rolling here. But again, if you guys are tuned in, please do us a favor. Share the show. Let everyone know what you are tuned into today. TCMartinShow.com. We are streaming live right now. And we actually have to get right to our guest because he's already on the phone lines, right? Is he a really our guest though, and Jose, or is he? Today he is, and I'm pretty sure Nunchuck is happy today. about that. Yes. I am so happy. But he's a very apology. He's super hey, happy about that. You are happy about that, right? Oh, yes. If we could just show and, you guys and before the, the smile. Before the show, Jose pointed out the hilariousness that was the tunage. In in TC's last show before he before he left to hit the road. That was a great song to, to be the honest fabulous with you. state of Connecticut. And now he is on the road yeah. in Connecticut. Joining us live on the phone, the host of this show, our guy TC Martin. What's going on, TC? The doctor. What's up, fellas? Glad to uh, to be with you, uh, and glad that you guys are stepping in today. Really appreciate Jose and C Win, my two main guys. Appreciate you uh, just carrying the torch today and doing your thing, man. And enjoy. Hey, b- busy week for me. I had you on the show last night on SportsX with KT over there doing my thing as well. And now I'm over here doing my thing on your show. So I appreciate that. Now, I can hear all the stuff in the background. So I'm pretty sure you're at shoot-around. It's almost game time. What is the feeling right now in that arena? What is the atmosphere like? Well, 
Things are uh, getting ready to get heated up here. It's a kind of revenge motive for the Connecticut Sun. Uh, they've had this game circle on their calendar for quite some time, and you know, hence why we're broadcasting this game, uh, you know, on the road. And uh, you know, the good news is for Aces fans, we, you know, we've been broadcasting the home games, uh, you know, from day one, 2018, and then you know, we've been on the road for the playoff games. But now, uh, starting with today's game, we'll be broadcasting every road game as well for the rest of the year and the foreseeable future. So it's a big one because. This this is the rematch of the WNBA Finals from last year at this arena where the Aces clinched it all. Uh, game number four, September 18th, 2022. Remember the date very well because uh, it was a fantastic game. It was a fantastic celebration. Uh, I remember, remember the day like it was yesterday. Um, not only did the Aces win the championship and it was the culmination of a fantastic uh, season, but a lot of star power was in that building that night. You know, obviously Mark Davis was here, Bill Lambeer, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, you know, they were here as well too, and it was just kind of a a coronation, uh, you know, for a fantastic season. And uh, the Aces uh, got the job done. Had some special performances from Raquana Bebe Williams, Kelsey Plum, of course, Asia Wilson, and it was just a, a special night. So here we are again tonight, the first of two games on the calendar we got a game uh, tonight and then uh, we take a day off and then thursday right back at it so uh, the vibe is anticipation you know jose and c went to, to put it the best tc are you standing at this very moment with your hand over your heart absolutely and talking at the same time but it's just a rehearsal so remember that that's oh, true so we can we okay. can, can kind of get away with it right TC? yeah it's, a, it's, it's not- a rehearsal and just so you know guys did you notice that there were no Knights! That's exactly. I was waiting for that. Did see that. Or no stars like we had two times in the last series yeah, oh, at T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, you got you got both allegiances, you know, chirping in on the, you know, during the Star Spangled Banner with the, uh, with, the but, with the additions. But I will say this: I'm glad you guys are picking up the ambience there. You, you, you know, get the balls in the court, and then you have the uh, the anthem singer, you know, uh, rehearsing. Yeah. You should have seen Nunchuck was up. Yeah, he, he stood up and everything. Hey, he he's ready. a patriot. He's a patriot. I love that guy. <laughs> TC, I even put tacos down for that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> on Taco Tuesday. You're missing out, TC, on Taco Tuesday. Oh, uh, brought some really? tacos today. On yes, my so. own show? Yeah. I'm missing hey. my own food? Are you kidding me? Next time on I'm Taco jealous. Tuesday, I got you. I'll bring you some tacos. There okay. you go. Oh, I can hardly wait, man. <laughs> so, TC, hey, this, look, this is a matchup, obviously, between uh, two of the best teams in the WNBA. Connecticut coming in here with a. You know, a three-game home winning streak. We saw what transpired, TC, on Sunday with the Aces in Indiana against the Fever. It was really the first time all season, right, that this team has been tested. So uh, this is not going to be any type of situation that's expected to be any type of cakewalk, right? The doctor, when it comes to uh, the Aces and the Sun in this tilt. No, not at all. You know, Becky Hammond will tell you, as well as, you know, every player on this team, that you don't take any team for granted and, and here's the thing both of you guys should know this but i think it, it it needs to be said again because it's just not a narrative it is true this is the toughest league to make a roster there's only 144 players only 12 teams and in our pregame interview that will air at 3:30 today by the way the the game will be aired on raider nation radio in las vegas uh instead of espn las vegas today so go check this out and check out the conversation i had with becky Hammond and Candace Parker today uh, during the pregame show because we talked specifically about this is that you just cannot take anyone lightly and the, the last two games that they had on this road trip Atlanta 
they had trouble with and pulled away at the end. And the same thing with Indiana. You know, two days ago, the Aces had to outscore Indiana 28 to 17 in the fourth period, and they trailed. You know, both those teams in those games. And we saw a game early in the season against the Sparks, guys. You remember that when the Aces trailed to halftime as well. So there is so much talent in this league. And for people to think that there isn't parity or there are just some really bad teams, that is incorrect. And I think the point that Becky made was is that if you took, say, the best players like in the NBA, like, say, the best player from Charlotte, the best player from San Antonio, the best player from Oklahoma City or whatever, and then put them on, t- on on a team and, you know, built around. Well, that's what you have in the WNBA. And I think that that is such a good analogy and comparison from her because when you only have 12 teams and the roster spots are so hard to get, you've got great players up and down every roster. Well, TC and Jose, to that point that you're making, right? It's not any mystery because we looked at the WNBA draft from a year ago, right? How many players that were drafted in the first round didn't even make their rosters in the WNBA, right? Including here in Las Vegas. So that is absolutely uh, 100% true that this is a league that is, as you put it, as you put it, loaded with talent because you had, it is not easy to make a WNBA roster. Yeah, I think that the narrative out there is just so false when people say, well, it's the Aces and everybody else, or, well, the Liberty, they loaded up. They tried to construct a dream team themselves. You know, when you, uh, you know, have Brianna Stewart going over there now, uh, along with Sabrina Nescu and, and others, and it's like, yeah, they're good. But this Connecticut Sun team, as you mentioned, Seawin, they're six and one. And they're not the same team from last year. They lost their head coach, which, you know, according to people here in Connecticut, and <laughs> I won't give it, mention any names, uh, people within, uh, you know, on this team, the Connecticut Sun team, they're kind of glad that Kurt Miller is no longer the coach. But, uh, again, they've retooled a little bit. They don't have, uh, John Quell Jones because she joined the super team over, you know, down the road in New York. But, you know, this is a, a different team, but they are playing so well together with a fresh voice, kind of the way Becky Hammond was with the Aces. You have that with Stephanie White, who's been around this league a long time, and, man, her message is getting to these players. So, yeah, they're 6-1. and one. You know, the Liberty is right there. The Chicago Sky is playing well. So it, it's, uh, you know, it is a very competitive league. C-Win said it, three-game winning streak for Connecticut right now at home. But you got the Aces undefeated to start the season. Six and one for Connecticut. I'm going to switch it up for both of you. We all bet here. We're all betting guys as well. TC, the line opened up at Aces minus four and a half. Lots of money. I'm talking about lots of it coming in on the Aces. Line jumps up all the way up a full point to minus five and a half. In your eyes, if you're a gambler, if you're trying to bet this game, do you take the sun because they're at home or do you ride with the Aces in the hot start? This is a tough game, guys, and you know I've said this before that the Aces are are over. Uh, the line is inflated with the Aces in every game. I mean, you look at the game against Indiana; they were you know 15 and a half point favorites. The game against uh, you know Atlanta was right around that number 14, and you know those are ridiculous and inflated lines just because. You know, people who don't follow the WNBA, they think, oh, the Aces are the defending champions, and they got five, they start five all-stars, and, you know, the list goes on and on, the defending champions. And so that, that narrative, man, is kind of overblown. That, this is a tough game to handicap for me, I would say, and I would just beware people. Uh, obviously, anytime you have a, a home dog getting points is tempting. And I will say, that, you know, this is the third game for the Aces on a road trip that they're now in their, what, sixth day. They played every other day. 
Um, I will let you know that, uh, you know, travel is not the easiest uh, in WNBA. Uh, and in a flight from Indiana to, uh, you know, Connecticut here, to, you know, to Hartford and then, and then our, you know, you know, bus ride over, uh, Aces had some, you know, delayed travel. So they look great at shoot around today. They look fine. They're loose as always, but they know they got a target on their back. So to me, from a handicapping perspective, it's, it's, it's a very tough game to cap. This is a Connecticut Sun team with uh, you know, a lot of balance when it comes to their offensive game without question, right? Whether it's Bonner, Jones, Thomas, Hayes, really that lead that, that team from a scoring standpoint. But TC, what has to happen for the Las Vegas Aces to continue being undefeated in the WNBA tonight? What do you think they have to do from, from a standpoint? What does Becky and uh, Double N, Natalie, and the coaching staff need to uh, get through? to their squad as far as you know uh, uh, solving this Connecticut Sun team. You know, there's two players that you really got to watch with this Connecticut Sun team, and they're two perennial all-stars. as Dewana Bonner. She's 6'4 forward, been in the league for 14 years, averaging 16 points, five rebounds a game. She's a two-time champion uh, with her time in Phoenix, and she's kind of been the cornerstone and when Jonquel Jones moved and they wanted to make sure they kept Bonner and Alyssa Thomas. And Alyssa Thomas, for those that don't know, she's like a triple-double machine. She she had a game this year where she had 16 assists. She's averaging 14 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists a game. She's been in the league for uh, 10 years. So those two are phenomenal. And then a shout-out to my former player, Natisha Heideman, who played for me back in Green Bay. Uh, she's in her fifth year. Now the second complete year that she's the point guard, the starting point guard of this Connecticut Sun team, and her scoring has increased. So you've got to take care of those three players, and uh, I think how you do that is you make sure that you're touching or you're putting you know bodies on, especially Thomas and uh, and, and Bonner, and you got to kind of upset them. The you know the whole kind of game plan that Eric Spolstra should be. Uh, doing with Jokic, you know what I'm saying? You got to make these, these, uh, you know, scores, especially down in the paint, make them uncomfortable, get them out of their comfort zone and, and, and push them out where they don't want to be. And Bonner's one that she'll settle for the outside shot. She loves shooting threes and she's burned the aces before because the aces have not guarded her out in the perimeter. So I think you just got to be aware of those players and again, throw some different looks, throw some different defenders. Uh, Candace Parker, Asia Wilson and Alicia Clark will spend time on on you know combination of those uh, two players so i think that's what you got to do tc martin the voice of the las vegas aces and host of this show here tc martin show joining us on the road live on the phone in connecticut as the aces get ready to take on the connecticut sun tc after watching both teams at the end of the day you know these teams very well what type of game can we expect today when it's all said and done you're going to get a, a, a grimy game, a gritty, you know, probably like you had in all four games of the finals. And you got to remember, there's a lot of history between these two teams, and it's, you know, they don't really care for each other because you go back to 2020, uh, the Aces beat Connecticut in, the, in that uh, the bubble season when they were playing in Braden, Florida. Aces eliminated the Sun uh, in the semis. Aces won the championship, you know, last year. And again, winning this game on the Sun home floor. 
um, you know, goes a long way. I mean, these two teams know each other. They respect each other. But it can get downright physical and nasty as well. And playing in this arena, too, it's very similar to the Mandalay Bay at the Michelob Ultra Arena. Uh, so, you know, you have a casino crowd. You, it's very noisy. It's very boisterous and vibrant. So it's one of the better arenas in this league to play in. And uh, the Aces are going to be ready. And they know they're going to have a, uh, a tough time of it tonight. And I think, you know, you add on the caveat that it's revenge for the Connecticut Sun. They're not afraid to say that as well, too. So I think you're going get, to get a game. Uh, let's see if there's any indication of what the scoreboard operator has up on the board right now, guys. You know how they turn on the scoreboard and they're testing it out? <laughs> yeah. It says Aces 71, Sun – I'm sorry, Aces 78, Sun 71. I'll, and I'll the aces that. and the aces players saw this early and they go, hey, we like this. And I go, that's a little bit maybe too low scoring game, but <laughs> maybe that's that's the case tonight. Hey, they're going to cover the hey, spread if that's the case, right? Listen, yeah. if that is the score, guys, <laughs> listen. And this is not any breaking news, but that's a loser for C win because you know he's going to have the over. Oh no, you know the deal. <laughs> TC already knows what's going down. A C win special, yeah. And the doctor, hey Jose, the doctor brought up, of course, you know Mohegan Sun Arena. Yeah. TC, now look, we can't, we'd be remiss, right, if we didn't yeah. talk to you about a little food, brother, because you're on the road. And uh, it's yes. TC Martin, yes. And when we're talking social media, we're talking TC Martin showing some food. Now look, no dis, you know, no disrespect to Uncaseville, Connecticut, TC. <laughs> it's not exactly Vegas. It's not exactly New York. It's not exactly, uh, you know, NoCal, where where, where TC's from. Yep. But uh, what are the are there are there some hot spots there in Connecticut surround you know ar- around Mohegan Sun where you can you can go out and actually get some quality grub. Well, let me put it to you this way, Seawin. Okay, when I come here, you you come to you fly into Hartford and then yes. you take you take the ride over Bradley there, International, baby. There That's you a, go. Yes. You know it. You know it exactly. You know, kind of like your midway point between uh, New York City and Boston. You know, so that's kind of cool. But there is nothing around here, and that's kind of the biggest knock that I always hear from people. It's like, oh, there's nothing around this place and yeah. this and that. They have a mental hospital that is closed. They closed in 1995. That's like the closest thing here. And they said, hey, man, they, they let a lot of the crazies out, and they, they ended up over here at Mohegan Sun. Oh, but here's the deal you know, with the food, guys. Yeah. It's like, I do not need to leave this casino. They ha- they probably have more food options here than maybe they do at Mandalay Bay. I got Michael Jordan's Steakhouse, okay, which I went really? last night, and you saw the post. One of my staples, okay? Bobby Flay's Burger Palace, where I had lunch today. Check out that post from earlier today. You got uh, uh, Hash Hash A Go Go, one of Numchuck's favorites, right? So you want to get your chicken and waffles. I got that. Look at the stuff. You got Johnny Rockets late night, some fantastic milkshakes there. And then the list goes on. If you like your Asian variety, they've got that for you as well, too. They got a couple fantastic sports bars. They got a nightclub. There is no reason, guys, to leave the Mohegan Sun. It's 24 7. So if you're from Vegas, it's like, okay, this this fits right in. So there is no need to go anywhere else. When I've come here, I don't leave the casino unless I go A, to Fenway Park to Boston, or B, to Yankee Stadium in New York. Makes a ton of sense. Wow. And right? you know what we left out, Jose and Numchuck? We left out the teeth, but TC is big time, right? He is media. So he's probably he got, they got the, they take they probably treat the media like kings and queens there. So I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure the media the media ha- the media spread is probably pretty decent hey, over there the too. He's in the Hall of Fame, man. Expect. They got to take yeah. care of him. What, exactly. what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, see, when to that to that point, yes. um, honestly, 
You know, I've never had a media meal here. So Are I've, you serious? I, I, so I did the two games last year and then here. And, um, you know, at a lot of the arenas, they don't put out the spread like we get the Michelob Ultra Arena. Seriously. And uh, so I, I make sure, like I said, I eat before and afterwards. But I remember being here, um, you know, for the finals last year. And I asked that question. I pulled the C win. I said, hey, you know, where's where's the media food? They go, no, no, we, we really don't. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, people, hey, WNBA owners out there, take a cue from Mark Davis out there, folks. <laughs> Thank All right? you. Get the spread going for the media and for the VIPs, okay? <laughs> they need to start doing that. Come on. It's true. It's true. And you can always find, you know, uh, you know, C win and as a tag team partner, Brian Shapiro and Jose Volante is not far behind, uh, <laughs> down in the media food at the Michelob Ultra Arena or any arena near you. Hey, if I'm being honest with you, ever since I started doing media, I always make sure I get there in time for the food. It's a free meal. Exactly. I mean, why not? You know what I mean? You got to enjoy the meal. But TC, enjoy your time there, my brother. We will get you back tomorrow to talk about hopefully the aces being 7-0 and and see where we go from there. Take care of yourself and um, don't eat too much. You got it, brother. Hey, and uh, just you know, <laughs> shout out to you guys again, man. Seriously, for, uh, for uh, stepping in for me today. Appreciate it. Much love for both of you guys. Two of my all-time favorites. Appreciate Thanks, you, my guys, so much. Yep. Take care, one. guys. Have fun. You got it. T.C. Martin there joining us on the road. Don't forget, T.C. Martin Show, Monday through Friday, guys, 2 to 4 p.m., always streaming live at tcmartinshow.com. And uh, also here. What was that? (laughs) I thought I was tripping. The voice. I heard the voice of God. You know what I mean? But anyways, guys, we got a few more minutes before we take our break. But Chris, I don't know if you noticed, but um, something came out last night that was very important. And I think all of us here need to understand that we now need to choose new teams. Sweden. We do need to choose new teams? made it official that sex is now a professional sport. Wait, hold on. I was actually going to say something. I wanted to bring TC into this, too. Oh, oh did you? Yes, because this is just a funny, funny TC, story. you still there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah, hold okay. on. Okay, perfect. Uh, we, 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 we prematurely <laughs> bounced you out because we have a quality story that Jose has lined up for us, and we think that you're absolutely apropos for this. We need Bring okay. it. We need so, your let's take. go. So, uh, we technically now, we all have to choose... You know, in, in, in our perspective leagues, we have our teams. You know, if you're a football fan, you, you have your team there, basketball, so on and so forth. Sweden has now made it official that, hey, sex is a professional sport. So, therefore, we got to choose teams, right, guys? Now, you got to be careful because saying you got to choose teams could get you on the wrong boat and probably get you in trouble. So, let's be a little bit clearer. Is this a new sport that you're excited about? And do you see it taking flight? Wow, this is a terrible Tuesday. Without the terrible Tuesday segment, this is a, a but I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible. And you know, it's funny that you you say this uh because I did hear some rumblings about this, but I, I our on the spot reporter Numchuck and Jose uh I don't know if, I guess I'll throw C win in there. As They're well, all too. over it. They're, They're all over it. it. You guys are all over <laughs> yes. like a hobo on a hot dog. I mean, we are. I love it. <laughs> okay, so we we have to. How do you choose teams? How does this how does this work now? I mean, are you talking about uh, Swedish international? Is soccer getting kicked to the curb here? <laughs> or, or the, is the Sweden the Sweden basketball league? Uh, you know, getting kicked to the curb? Is it a combo? What's going on here? Well, I hate to tell you guys, uh, Numchuck and and Jose, but we have the voice of the world champion Las Vegas Aces on the airwaves as the host of this show. Yeah. Uh, TC, you guys might not hear me around sports radio here in Las Vegas anymore because there might be a new play by play. <laughs> 
voice <laughs> of the new sex league that's coming in. What's it going to be? Gonna, up, it's, down, it's, it's up, about to down, be C. Win who's going to have a new gig. So you might not be hearing me around the airwaves any, anytime, anytime soon. <laughs> Pretty I've quick got, here. I've got the tagline. There he is. <laughs> C. Win, the voice of the orgy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could totally see it. It makes all kinds of sense. It's beautiful. See, when you'd be a great host, too. I would. Tremendous host. Yes, He's exactly. coming from behind. Anyways, that was a little too much. Oh, but guys, no, no. you guys have a great one. <laughs> hey, TC, thank you, my man. Now we will let you go. Yeah. Enjoy the game. Have fun, as always, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care, guys. All right, take care. Good stuff there, man. But we, I know we got to get to our first break of the evening or the afternoon today so far, but... Just remember, guys, this week we have a lot of other people that will be filling in, not just myself. Brian Feldman on Thursday. Friday we got Marco D'Angelo mm-hmm. and Jay Schroeder at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. And then again next week, our guy that's in studio now, C. Wynn, will be filling in. And on Tuesday, Ken Thompson, host of SportsX Radio, will be jumping in the radio here on the T.C. Martin Show. But we will be right back. The T.C. Martin Show is back. Yes! Yes! What are you doing? It's just a halftime. Yes, this is my favorite part of the game. T.C. Martin. Yes! In the face! The doctor is now in. Complaciendo para todos los bailadores con esta rola que dice... Un, dos, tres, cuatro! Man, you really making it Taco Tuesday out here. Is it because I'm Hispanic? Is that why you get? Is that why you got this song going? It's Taco okay. Tuesday. I'm not no, mad. it's Taco I'm Tuesday. Not mad. I'm, hey, I'll be in California next week, dancing and singing to this anyways. Once I'm, you know, a few modelos deep in. But you already know what it is. Jose Volonte, my guy Chris Wynn, so- producer Nunchuck behind the big board. You are tuning to TC Martin Show live here on KSHB Radio in Las Vegas and worldwide on the tcmartinshow.com website. If you miss any part of the show or any of the other shows, go to tcmartinshow.com under the podcast section. Also, check out the interview page and hear from our previous guests. Go to the current and classic interview pages anytime at tcmartinshow.com. Again, yes, filling in for TC. He's on the road today in Connecticut. Connecticut Sun getting ready to take on the Las Vegas Aces here within about an hour, hour and a half. Tip-off should be a great game. Chris, I'll be watching. I know you pretty much will. I'll have some coin on it. I'm not going to lie about that. I like to put some coin on a lot of our local teams. I know they say don't bet with your heart, but sometimes it's hard not to, right? And speaking of betting with your heart, we both had some coin with our heart being bet last night with the Golden Knights, if we, if we want to be honest. You said you had some money on that. So did I. I had the Knights on the puck line. I, I Before Chris, right when I got to the book, if I'm being honest with you, it's the first time in a while that I did not hesitate, where I literally said, puck line, let's go. Like I was very confident that after the way this team came out in game one, that they were going to come out hot as well. I didn't think they were going to come out and score more goals and have the type of game they had in game one. But Chris, the Vegas Golden Knights right now, are playing like they have never played before, in my opinion. I've never seen them so cohesive. Like, just they're, they're such a cohesive unit. They're playing lights out. Everyone is having fun at the end of the day. They're healthy. Defense taking care of Aiden Hill, not a problem. Aiden Hill doing his job after not knowing if he was even going to play in these playoffs, right? With LB being the guy, then him getting hurt, and then you have Jonathan Quick sitting there. Who's going to be the guy? Aiden's been doing an amazing job. Bruce Cassidy, I think, finally has the team that he was hoping to have in Boston. And now he's proven everyone that thought he should have left Boston and it wasn't a good fit there. Proving them wrong, right? I mean, proving them 100% wrong because now they're two games away from sealing this thing out. Now, Florida's a team that you don't want to sleep on. Remember, they were down to Boston. 
came all the way back, game seven, did what they had to do, and won. But the thing about it is if you're going against history, you're going to lose every time. The Golden Knights have dominated the Florida Panthers since the Knights have been in the league, Chris. How does that change tomorrow night? The Vegas Golden Knights played their best game of the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs in Game 2 last night at T-Mobile Arena, Jose, without question. Um, The headline on ESPN right now, talking about this game and in this series, no team in over 25 years has been more dominant than the Vegas Golden Knights the first two games of a Stanley Cup final. The last team that has scored eight combined goals in the first two games of the Stanley Cup playoffs happened to be involving these Florida Panthers back in 1996. Unfortunately for Florida, it was the Colorado Avalanche that actually did that, and the Avalanche went on to win the Stanley Cup back in 1996. This was a Florida Panther team that had just been in the league, I believe, for three or four years, maybe five, in the NHL. So the... Vegas Golden Knights, as you pointed out, are playing historic right now. Uh, they're two wins away from the first championship and first Stanley Cup, and this this team has only been in existence for six seasons, Jose. Numbchuck, Jose, this is just kind of extraordinary. I gotta be honest. Um <clears throat> this this excuse me, this 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 franchise being in this position right now, especially given the circumstances they faced all year long, between the pipes with the goaltending, five different goaltenders starting for them. Normally, you're not going to be a team that's going to be vying for a Stanley Cup and in the final, a team that is, you know, cycling through five goaltenders in a season. They have had players that have had injury issues this year. They were not expected. They were not the spot on favorite coming into the Stanley Cup playoffs to even get out of the Western Conference, much less win the Stanley Cup. So it is a surprise to a lot of people that Vegas is in this position without question. And it's going to take a very rare rally for the Florida Panthers to win this series. How rare, Jose Volante? Teams that took a 2-0 series lead in the Stanley Cup Finals are 31-3 and in the expansion era. 31-3. and 38-3. and And I'm looking... Well, I was, yeah, I had that note from last night. From That's one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and look, the Panthers have done it this year, right? I mean, they did it. They, were, they came from down 3-1 against the best team in the reg- in regular season history in the NHL and the Boston Bruins. So you're correct in saying they cannot sleep on them. But you know Bruce Cassidy and the coaches and this team with their veteran, a nice combination of veteran leadership as well as young players that are hungry are not going to sleep on the Florida Panthers. And they're heading down to South Florida with business on their mind. Not, you know, rolling around South Beach. Not tearing it up down in South Florida. They're on a business trip, and I expect them to be able to maintain their focus. That's going to be a big key, right, Jose? Maintaining their focus as they try to finish off the series with the Florida Panthers. Jonathan Marshall saw 12 goals in 12 games. The guy is absolutely on fire, who I call the original misfit. I know there's more than one still left on that team, but I call him the guy because following and covering this guy since day one, like we have Chris in the locker room, you've been in there with him, his attitude, his tenacity, the way he speaks about his team, even though he doesn't have that captain patch on his jersey, we know he's one of the captains in that locker room. And not only that, VGK's nine goal scorers through the first two games of the Stanley Cup Finals are the most by any team in NHL history. And storyline alert too, Jose. Where did Jonathan Marcheseau come in the expansion draft from? 
Tell us. The Florida Panthers. <laughs> so it's a little, little uh, sweet music revenge for Jonathan Marshall. So I believe Riley Smith was also on that Florida team, too. That was Riley Smith all played for the Boston Bruins as well. But I believe he came from Florida as well. So, so yes. So a little motivation there. I want to throw this at you because I was having this conversation last night with Ian. And if you've watched both games, the one thing that you've seen in both games that have happened a lot and have been a constant, Florida's been very, very frustrated. Very, very dirty because of their frustrations, right? And a lot of their frustrations and them being dirty are because the Knights are doing everything right. They're not doing anything wrong. The Knights aren't out there playing a dirty style of hockey right now. The Knights are coming out and getting in their head mentally. On the ice, they're just out playing them. The Panthers are getting stuck, looking for pucks, flat-footed, not knowing how to move around on the ice, completely lost at times. They get mad at what Mark Stone did coming off the ice when he broke his stick. That was a clean check. Smart. Clean check. Comes back. Gets his stick. Gives the assist goal. That's what a captain does. So for Panther fans, because I, I one of my buddies is a Panther fan, and I have people that hit me up, and that's all I hear on the chirp on social media, that was a dirty play. If you think that was a dirty play, with all due respect, you do not know hockey. Mm. Because that was one of the cleanest plays that you are ever going to see in hockey. He made sure where the guy was at. He looked at him, didn't blindside him or anything like that. And it wasn't even that hard of a hit. Mm. It was more of a check, get out of the way. I'm going to go get my stuff and, and and avoid you from getting to my player. But would you say that that is a true statement, that it's been completely dirty from Florida overall in these first two games? They have not played any clean style of hockey. Well, particularly in certain scenarios and situations where they're down, right? Where they're yes. down and out, what does it do? It, it creates frustration for your team, right? And by the way, it's not just the Florida Panthers that do that. Every team in the Stanley Cup playoffs, oh, yeah. because it's high intensity, it's, you know, it's over the top, are going to take steps like this, and they're going to engage in this kind of stuff, right? And you heard Matthew Kachuk talk about it after the game and you know, kind of brush it off. We saw what happened with the, you know, the situation with with – Jack Eichel, right? Mm -hmm. When he, when he uh, ends up, uh, toe picking his left skate and then, then, and ends up plowing into Matthew Chuck, who was throwing a legal, a completely legal hit. Exactly. Right. Legal and clean. And it was good that Jack Eichel was like, Hey, you know, after the game, he's like, Hey, it's hockey. It's yep. tough. It's a violent sport. And everybody just kind of let it go. Yep. But the point being is that, yes, Florida is not afraid to engage in these type of tactics is because you got, you got to switch something up, right? Yeah. You can't have a situation where Vegas is dominating Florida like they are. I mean, it's just ridiculous, Jose. I mean, I mean, the numbers across the board, it's six players, at least two points for Vegas. All 18 Knights skaters were on the ice for even straight goals and nine, and their nine goal scorers through the first two games, uh, you know, are a Stanley Cup final. I mean, the, Vegas is just dominating and Aiden Hill's playing well enough, right? He's playing, he's playing really well and he wasn't even supposed to be there. Like, Aiden Hill was not supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be on the bench. He was supposed to be Laurent Brossois. He was supposed to be the goaltender for the Stanley Cup playoffs yeah. for the Vegas Golden Knights. Run. Ride or die, you know? And so he's been a, a great surprise for the Vegas Golden Knights. But, yes, it's, 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 it's clearly a situation where the Vegas Golden Knights are red hot. And we see teams like this win the Stanley Cup. And we've seen it multiple times. We saw it. Uh, and it's interesting, too, because the Florida Panthers are an eight seed. Right. Yeah. So they should be the upstart team that everybody's kind of focused on, but that's not really the case. It's really Vegas. And, and then you got all the, then you got, you talked about storylines. You got all the themes and the narratives surrounding yeah. it. It's Las Vegas, right? 
brand spanking new team. I'm sorry, still is. It's you know six six, six years, six seasons in. Brand spanking new in the desert, right? You have uh, a lot of transplanted hockey fans here, and then you have people that uh, are like you that are from the West Coast, or you know, or that that uh, have become very accustomed to watching hockey and yeah. are now and and now are versed when it comes to hockey. And then you have uh, you know, and you have the reputation that the Aces have. Around the NHL, I heard Gary Bettman talking with Dave, with uh, Dave Gosher, the the television voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, and it was pretty cool to hear the commissioner of the NHL talk about it as a success story, the the expansion team coming here and how everything is kind of played out for the Vegas Golden Knights, and he's extremely pleased as he should be, and it's turned out to be a really cool story surrounding the Vegas Golden Knights. Coming into the NHL. And you had Bill Foley, the owner, not saying four or five years. He said six seasons and we capture the cup. And it might actually come to fruition. It might actually happen. You know, I'm not, look, I'm not giving Bill Foley any extra credit, but come on. I mean, that's kind of crazy, right? It is. The owner says it and it might actually come true. And as someone like myself who grew up in Michigan, a big Red Wings fan, one of the original six teams, the team that has the most American Stanley Cups, I'll point that out, right? I'll, I'll pimp my team a little bit. But uh, coming from that background, right, it is it is fascinating for me, Jose, to watch this Vegas Golden Knights team be on the precipice, essentially, of winning a Stanley Cup and being, uh, for all intents and purposes, the kings, the kings of the hockey world in just a matter of days. Possibly. A lot of the conversation was, too, what's the viewership going to be like, right? You have Florida, an eight seed. Not too many people thought they'd get too far, but yet the run that they made to get to where they're at, how is that going to affect it, right? And we also talk about that in the NBA, which we'll talk about that here later on right. the show, how, how everything just changes up, right? And yeah, I haven't heard. I, I, have you heard sorry. any details as far as the <laughs> so here's what viewership? I was tell you. Yeah, as so far the as the ratings? Game one. Of the Panthers, Knights averaged 2.8 million viewers across TNT, TBS, and True TV, up 11% from past five-year average for a Stanley Cup cable viewership from 17 to 21. Viewership peaked at 3.3 million total viewers from 10.45 to 11.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Second most watched Stanley Cup final game one ever on cable was the Hurricanes versus your Detroit Red Wings right. in 2002. That's got to be impressive. So you know what that kind of tells me? Look, I'm not some expert when it comes to ratings and viewership when it comes to the NHL. But it says to me that there's a lot of, of people on the West Coast, particularly probably, you know, California and beyond, that are embracing the Vegas Golden Knights as, as, as a franchise, right? Yes, I understand that you have the LA Kings, you have the San Jose Sharks, you have some of these other teams on the West Coast, Seattle Kraken on the West Coast. Yeah. But, but what do they, what do, what do we do? What do sports fans do, right? Uh, occasionally. When you get to an NBA Finals or a World Series or a Stanley Cup Final, you are allegiant to your league, right? For example, Major League Baseball, right? You're allegiant to your league, right? American League. If you're an American League fan, you're allegiant to your American League team. Mm -hmm. So I think there's kind of an element of that that comes into play here where, you know, you have fans of other teams that are, you know what? Strip, my team's not there, but I want to watch this Vegas Golden Knights team. They're interesting to me. I like watching them. Or I, or if I'm on the East Coast, right? Or I'm a Boston Bruins. Maybe I'm a bitter Boston Bruins fan, and I'm like, you know what? Florida beat us, so I'm rooting for them 
to go to the stand. I'm rooting for them to win the whole thing because at least it'll justify us getting beat because we, you know, we went up against a team that actually won the Stanley Cup. I know I did. I'd done that before with the Red Wings in the Stanley Cup. I, I was like, wow, we got beat by whatever team that was in our conference. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for that team. So I, there might be an element of that to it because let's not have delusions of grandeur. I don't think there's all of a sudden just been a bunch of Florida Panther fans or just all of a sudden been a bunch of Vegas Golden Knight fans that have come onto the scene to create a number like that when it comes to the ratings. No, and it's being watched all over the place no matter what, 100%. And you even have people outside of the stadium that are there watching it. You have watch parties everywhere. So the eyes are on it. And the thing about Vegas, and you tapped on it as well, is that a lot more people have understood basically hockey a lot more. Mm -hmm. One thing I hopped on for years, Chris, and you know this, way too many Vegas Golden Knights fans, not enough hockey fans. I think that has switched a lot. I think Vegas Golden Knights fans that weren't originally hockey fans, like you said, are understanding the game a lot more. And what I mean by that, you see it in the social media platforms. Some of the posts, some of the comments, some of the tweets, things of that nature are more intellectual. And what I mean by that, you don't have a fan always complaining about the goalkeeper when a goal scored right. because they understand the defense let it up or this was their fault. They're watching the game more. They're not just there enjoying the atmosphere and partying it up, right? They're understanding that there's a lot more that comes to hockey. I'm not going to lie. When I started covering this team six years ago, I knew of hockey. I watched hockey. Right. I didn't know the ins and outs of it. I've learned a whole lot more since inception, since they got here six years ago, and I'm grateful for that because the more sports I can know and watch, 100%, why not? But I do believe that the viewership is going to continue to go up, especially here in Vegas. And the one thing I wanted to tap on with you, when it comes to viewership, people that are trying to view the game at the arena. I don't know if you knew this, but people that have season tickets, they are required by the agreement they have with the Golden Knights. They must purchase those same seats for every round of the playoffs if the Golden Knights continue to advance. That also includes the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, They get first pricing, meaning the price before anyone else gets it when it's skyrocketed through the roof. I know an individual that had to pay $400 per ticket, two tickets, 800 bucks before any taxes and fees, right? He couldn't sell his tickets, didn't make the game. He's out on that money because he was forced because that's his quote unquote agreement on his season ticket holder list that he must continue to purchase these tickets. Now, I think it's kind of rough, and I'm not blaming the Golden Knights because I know this happens in every sport because I've already done my research. It does, it does not just happen with the Knights. Right. It happens in every sport if you're a season ticket holder, depending on the organization, the rules, and all that. But I think in this case, the organization should come out and kind of try to help the season ticket holder. Look, we're going to have this type of platform or this type of arena where we can get you to sell your tickets with no issue. You can't sell your tickets on a third-party platform if you're a season ticket holder. You will get penalized for that type of stuff. They will cancel all kinds of things when it comes to you being a season ticket holder. A lot of people don't know that. So what I'm saying is kind of sucks, Chris, that you're a season ticket holder and you're forced to buy certain tickets when you don't even know if you're going to be able to go to these games. Well, look, to your point, look, that's an individual situation that you bring up, and it's unfortunate for your friend, your, the, that fan, right, in that situation. But as you also pointed out, it happens in all sports and every, and every team, especially when you're getting to final series, right, mm-hmm. or World Series or whatever. So, I mean, I'm not going to hang that on the Vegas Golden Knights. But getting back to this whole stuff about the fans, right, here in Las Vegas. Jose. Yeah, you we, we, you we and got, I, we you got and a few I, fans texting in. Uh, yes, we have. We have a few of our fellow media <laughs> members as well as fans yeah. texting in. Now, look, you and I have hosted sports radio all over town yeah. on a bunch of different bunch shows, of different shows yeah. uh, and, and for a number of years. So we are aware 
of what it is as far as VGK fandom. All right. And look, I'm not going to sit here and be disingenuous. Yes. I have, I have at times had feelings that, you know what? There are a lot of fair weather fans here. There's a lot of people you talked about people now knowing the terminology, right? Yeah. Now knowing exactly what the sport is and are able to kind of analyze hockey in a way that a lot of us, when I say us, I'm talking about me who played the sport, grew up in a area where the sport is prominent and where it's huge, right? And moving here, and look, there's a lot of people. I, I talk, I bring up transplants, right? There are a lot of people in Vegas from New York, from Chicago, from, from, from the Midwest, from hockey hotbed areas, from Canada. There's a lot of Canadians here, right? So there's people that do have that things, but there is, there is that kind of feel in our town of those of us who have followed the sport since we were kids. And now, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, the, all these, all these new fans here in Vegas, like you are spoiled, right? Because you, you've only <laughs> this, this team's toys. only been around, it hasn't even been around for a decade yet. Really? It hasn't even been around for ten years and yet. And you guys cups. have had two Stanley Cup Finals Let's appearances, go. and Let's it's go. you know what I'm saying, like yeah. so there, there is kind of that. The word I guess you could use is resentment, even though you shouldn't be. I mean, it's not really a huge deal, but like there is that feel out there. That there are some fans here who are like, you know, jumping on that bandwagon, right? Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, we finally have a team. We have a team here. And there is also, then there has been throughout the six years of existence where it's kind of like a quick trigger for the fans in which they're going to turn on the team right away. You brought up a scenario where, you know, you're going to blame the goalie for every goal, right? Yeah, oh yeah. There's been so many situations, right? Over the last six years where fans have made ridiculous claims about the team. I'll bring up an, I'll bring up a, perfect example i was listening to the flagship station which is fox sports radio here in vegas right i was listening to the post game show back in november of 2022 that is just a matter of months ago jose and you had fans calling in saying they should trade mark stone because he was not you know he wasn't performing up at that point he was not playing great they wanted to trade the captain away okay because you know because it was an instantaneous uh, feeling on their part. They had a feeling about it. And it was like, and, and Ryan, who was the host of the show, is like, he's like, really? I mean, come on. So there's, so imagine that times a thousand. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's been numerous scenarios like that that have taken place. So there, so there's, a, look, there's a met, when I say there's a method to the madness, there's a reason why some people feel like the fans here kind of like, you know, you, you, you better enjoy it is all I'm trying to say. Because think about it, Jose, right? Last year, they didn't make the playoffs. They were still a decent hockey club, but they did not make the playoffs. This is a franchise that has never really faced any hard adversity as far as being garbage, right? There's a lot of teams that have been around the NHL for a long time that have been in the basement of their divisions, have been in the cellar of the NHL, and have been awful. And we haven't had to see what the Vegas Golden Knights, how the fans here, how the, how the fan support in Vegas for the, for the VGK are going to respond to that type of situation. We still haven't seen it yet. And by the way, now we're going to see them possibly as a Stanley Cup champion. So it's not any expectation that they're going to be straight garbage anytime soon. So that's where I'm going to be kind of interested to see how Vegas handles that scenario in which they're not good at all, right? And I'm, and then I'll, then that's where I'm going to kind of be able to to make the whole thing, to, to, to make a decision as far as the fan base here and how exactly they, they as, as to how they respond to that situation. So people are going to hate me for saying this, but I can't wait to see what happens when this series is tied 2-2. 
if something like when that were series, to happen. Wow. When the series, so you're not if, predicting that though, right? No, 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 no. I'm just saying if, 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 if something yeah. were to happen, let's say if for some reason got to 2-2, that's when I really want to see what game five is going to look like. Yeah. And, and, and what the atmosphere is going to be like right after game four, not only in the city, but on social media. Cause you got to remember social media is a whole nother world now. There's a lot of people that grow grapefruits on social media and they want to say everything. Twitter fingers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we haven't even so, talked about the social media aspect. Oh, of this. there's yeah. so much that goes behind it, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy for where the Knights are at. Yeah. You and I have been there since day one. Like we say, mm-hmm. and we've harped on it forever. And to see the city where it's at, regardless of the fan base, just the team and what the Golden Knights have done for the city, what they continue to do for the city day in and day out as an organization, as a team. I'm happy for where they're at. I want to see them finally take it home. It would be a great story. I mean, Cup and Six, we're talking about ESPN 30 for sure at that point. You know what I mean? Some crazy stuff. But the parade. Yeah. What's the parade going to be like, right? At the end of the day, what is that going to be like? It's got to be the whole strip. You got to do Sahara all the way down and end it to the Mandalay Bay. You have to. Like, where? what What else are you going to do at that And here's point? another question, too, Jose. Is it a day parade or is it a night parade? How about Vegas switching it up? Because every wow. other parade for championships has always been during the day. Maybe night Vegas kind of split. Sure. Right? You think so? Yeah. I think so. I think that would be kind of cool to kind of sw- pull, pull the, the switcheroo. Okay. And do and do a little twilight night parade action. Switch out all the lights. Put black and gold as you go. Hey. The VGK faithful are going to strangle us, Just Jose saying. and Numchuck. We're talking already like they've won the cup. We're already talking. <laughs> we're already talking <laughs> we like they're ra- they're hoisting it, my I, friends. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so we're like we're we're talking about we're talking about parade plans. We're talking about you know what what the team's gonna you know what the perception of the team's gonna be after they after they capture this thing. I don't know, man. Jose, but, 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 but Jose brings up a great point though about social media, right? And I know we gotta go to break, but it's uh, that's just one more thing, right? That 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 you're putting in the mix that we did not put in the mix. A short, just we're talking about over a decade ago. It wasn't there. See, it's one of those conversations that if you keep going, you can just keep 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 it on oh, no and doubt. don't stop. But remember, guys, if you miss any part of the show, go to tcmartinshow.com under the podcast section. Click there. Check out all the interviews and all the great guests that TC has had in the past. If you missed any part of this show, you can check that out today as well. And remember, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. here and streaming live on tcmartinshow.com. We got to head to a commercial break. Jose Volonte in studio for TC Martin. We'll be right back.